Hi, everyone. I'm Brian Kilmeade, and I'm here with America's Wealth Coach, Coach Pete Deruda. Coach Pete, any tricks or, I don't know, techniques to pay my house off early or anyone can use these <laughs> techniques or tricks to do the same thing? Yeah, and I've done this myself. I mean, it's, it's no fun paying that mortgage payment. It is a lot of fun if you pay a little bit extra every month. Take whatever your mortgage payment is per month. Let's say you have a $1,000 payment. Divide it by 12 and then send that extra money in with your original payment every single month and tell them to put that extra payment right towards principal. You'll take a 30-year mortgage and you'll knock it down to about 23 so if you want to get Coach Pete's plan, I want you to call 800-837-7393 or text Brian, my name, B-R-I-N, to 600-700. That's Brian to 600-700. Thanks, Coach. Take care, Brian. Welcome into the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall. Listen, we've got a great show for you today. We're going to talk about the fact and really the question. Here's a great one. Is the market changed forever? I know there's a lot of conversation, a lot of commentary. Everybody on shows, TV, radio are talking about the bank failures and all of this. But I think there's some underlying things that no one is actually discussing, which could be a fundamental shift in the stock market and how it operates for years to come. Today on the Invest Well Show. Welcome in to the Invest Well Show with Michael Wall. All right, so back at it here. And uh, listen, I know life can be crazy. And, you know, you're in a place as you're listening to this, whether you're driving in your car or weeding your garden. Hopefully you're weeding your garden. It's always good to get those weeds out of there. Listen, Coach Pete and I, a good buddy of mine, as as you know, we've kind of stole his airways for a minute. Now I'm kidding. Of course, he's allowed us to ride on them to help some of the families that are listening to this that have significant wealth. Um, if you don't know me, you should check us out. We've been in the game for 20 plus years. I got multiple companies. In fact, uh, the companies that are powering this show, the Invest Well Show, have helped wealthy families in many, many, many capacities. But it's so interesting when you take a look at what's going on today in relation to markets. I think oftentimes we can find ourselves having knee jerk reactions. In fact, that's exactly what's happening in a lot of ways with the, the banking system in some, some aspects. Uh, we've heard about the bank failures systemically and how that kind of flows through and what that looks like, knowing that a lot of the the companies and organizations and funds that were involved with that failure uh, were places that had were hedge funds and uh, tech companies and all these kinds of things. But in the show today, I'm going to cover in several different segments. I'm going to talk about a few things. One is uh, the market being changed forever, right? Number one. And, and what does that actually mean or is that a reality? The second thing that I'm going to talk about is uh, what should you do now, right? What can you be doing now instead of just taking knee-jerk reactions? And th then we want to talk about really having complete planning towards the end of the show. These are all important things because as a consumer, it can be challenging to really know what decisions we should be making. I think uh, I call it financial amnesia, right? We've all we've all remember the, the story, or at least I do, growing up in Pennsylvania, where, you know, I'm growing up in Pennsylvania and it's a beautiful area <clears throat> and we got, you know, mountains and streams and all kinds of different things. And we have deer that would get stopped in the headlights. Right. And we call it deer in the headlights. When somebody's standing there and like they have no they have no idea how to respond or what to do. And I consider that I translate that I actually wrote a book. Uh, very blessed. It was a bestseller. 
Uh, talking about Retire Once, Retire Well. It's the name of the title, Retire Once, Retire Well. And one of the chapters in the book was avoiding financial amnesia. And I believe one of the things that happens is people are in a place where they become so inundated with ideas and thoughts, so inundated with market movement, so inundated with um, just the media generalization, print, all kinds of stuff of ideas from a lot of talking heads about what's going on out there. And yet they still don't really know what to do. In fact, it's almost like going to a restaurant. You know, I think one of the benefits of going to some restaurants that have like two things on the menu is it doesn't take a long time to pick what you want. Now, if you go to Cheesecake Factory, God, I mean, I've gone to Cheesecake Factory. and It's like, how in the world are they in a place where they can have all of this food and, 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 and make a profit? I don't know how they do it. We go to Cheesecake and there's 300 million entrees and then there's 45 different salads and all kinds of other drinks. I mean, so many things to choose from. And so the waitress comes up and are you ready for your order? You've probably had this happen where you go out to eat with somebody and uh, you're sitting at the table and they're saying, hey, <clears throat> you know, it's, it, are you ready for your order? No, I need a few more moments. And then they come back and are you ready for your order? Uh, no, I need a few more moments. Now, if you're like me, if I go to a restaurant like that, I kind of typically default to like one or two things, right? If I if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. You know the old story, right? So I default to one or two things. And I'm literally in a place where I will order those same one or two things every time I go back because I'm like, ah, I haven't tried this. I haven't tried that. I don't, I don't know what to do. Well, that's exactly what happens, quite honestly, <clears throat> in the financial world. With all of the noise out there, uh, it can really make it challenging for folks with wealth to know what decisions to make. And I got to be honest with you, a lot of advisors uh, or financial folks, let me call it that way, have been in a place and are in a place where they primarily, uh, you know, they're taking ideas and sentiment from what, whoever it is in their, in their company, right? Wherever they're getting their research from. If you've got questions about what to do right now with your wealth, Thomas, tell them where they need to go. It's very simple. Just text WEALTH to 600-700. That's WEALTH to 600-700. Good content here. Now, talk to me about where this all came from, the foundations, as it were. All right. So it's interesting. We're seeing that, obviously, you know, you go into banks over the years and you put money in a bank and the FDIC says it's insured. And that makes you feel real warm and warm and fuzzy because, you know, Sally, that's the bank, ten, uh, you know, tender there or Johnny or Jimmy or... Uh, Jose or whatever his name is, you're walking in and you've seen them or seen who they are every single time you walk into the bank. And so now you're in a place where there's a level of comfort. But I think what a lot of people don't do is they don't look under the hood. And that's what happened with the previous bank failures here, quite honestly, is a lot of <clears throat> folks didn't look under the hood. And seeing that, you know what, the, the money's backing up the dollars that are at the bank were very, very, very minuscule. It's interesting. I know some organizations, U.S. Private Wealth, as an example, the registered investment advisory firm uh, that's actually a sponsor of the show, uh, they use and choose to use uh, Charles Schwab institutionally, by the way. This isn't Schwab retail, like when you're driving down the street and you see a, a Charles Schwab office. That's not what this is. This is Schwab institutional. Now, here's what's interesting. Um, banks recently have had anywhere between 2 and 20% of cash FDIC insured. Now, I want you to think about that for a minute. So banks recently have been in a place where they've had anywhere between 2 
to 20% of the cash that they have uh, in the bank that's FDIC insured. That's not a great ratio. And one of the reasons that uh, U.S. Private Wealth, as an example, chooses to use Schwab, not only as far as what's available in the platform and what's available investment-wise to be put on there, right? But 80%, over 80% of Charles Schwab has FDIC insured dollar for dollar on the cash that's at Schwab. So instead of 2 to 20%, they have over 80% that's FDIC insured. This really comes down fundamentally to um, how you see and how you look at the way you construct your business. And when you're investing in anything, and by the way, when you put money in a bank, even though you think it's safe, you're investing in the bank. You may say, well, uh, Mike, I'm not investing. I'm putting it in a savings account and, and they're paying me point nothing. <laughs> so, or, or maybe you got a CD that's paying 5% that way, and you could see that as investing. But when you put money at a bank, you're investing in a bank in a lot of ways. And the reason is because that bank, what is their goal? What is their design? What are they trying to achieve? Well, they're trying to make money. They're a, they're, they're a for-profit business trying to make money. And so when you put money in their bank, they are taking your money and they are loaning it out multiple times, by the way, with leverage. They're in a place where they're taking your money and they're investing it potentially into different ideas and opportunities. They are focused on trying to make money with the monies that depositors have put in their banks. And that's so important. So when you think about from the perspective of where you invest and where you put money and where you place money, at least with cash now, I think you need to really take a minute and evaluate and look at the not only the solvency, the strength, the reserve ratio uh, of the bank that you're actually dealing with. In other words, what is backing up the monies that you put in? We all know that we live in a world of fiat currency today, right? We're not backed by gold anymore. Back in the day where gold bullion or gold uh, in general was, was backing up uh, the dollar. And that's where the fundamental value of where a dollar came from was. I remember, I think it's Ross Perot back in the day. He's like, remember when a dollar was a dollar? <laughs> well, that was a long time ago. And when you think about it, things have changed in significant ways. So the first part of this show, I wanted to just talk about the idea of when you think about putting your money in a bank, really take time to step back and don't just go there because they've been around forever. Don't just go there because you know uh, Sally and she's a wonderful lady and she's a teller there. She just got a new job at XYZ Bank and you're like, wow, I'm going to go move my monies there. Just as if you were going to go, uh, you know, and you had a great friend that just became a doctor. Well, you're not going to be like, you know what? They're brand new at being a doctor, brand new at being a heart surgeon. It's their first year out. Because they're a great friend, I have a need for heart surgery. It just so happens. So I'm going to go to them. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to look for the best possible place where you can have the strongest results possible. And while we're talking about protecting your money, I'm talking about in relation to just parking money in bank. I'm not talking about investing right now. I'm talking about putting your money in a bank. You want to look at the solvency stability, and strength of that bank. Because I, as I did mention earlier, it is kind of like an investment. And the reason is, is because they are extending your money to other people via loans, and they are investing it themselves. Hmm. Key things to pay attention to. 
Again, if you would like to connect with Mike and the team here, all you have to do is text keyword WEALTH to 600-700. That's WEALTH to 600-700. Mike, what are we going to talk about when we come back? We're going to talk about how the tech companies have grown exponentially, which, by the way, has pushed most of the markets over the last 10 years. Most people don't know there's literally five to six companies that's responsible for over 90% of the growth of the stock market in a weighted scale over the last 10 years and why things have changed with our interest rate environment, banking environment, and stock market environment today. Stay tuned. We're going to talk about that coming up on the Invest Wealth Show. Guess the Candy, the game show all of America is playing. Now here's your host, John Hershey. Welcome back. Our two contestants are Mary Carmel and John Nougat. For the win, name the candy that has chocolate with peanut butter. Reese's Pieces. Oh, so close. Sorry. Mary for the win. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups? You are correct. Tell us what Mary won. Mary's won a year's supply of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups, made since 1923 by H.B. Reach in Hershey, Pennsylvania. They've had sales over $2.6 billion each year, so I think they can afford more than just a year's supply. Oh, one more thing. Make sure you stop by Capital Financial. Say hi to Coach Pete and pick up your March Candy of the Month. Welcome back into the Invest Well Show. Again, I'm your host, Michael Wall, and we are talking about is the market changed forever? We talked last segment about the idea of banking. Obviously, that's a hot topic today. And really, a couple things that you needed to be thinking about in relation to your investments, what you should be thinking about, and how you can make sure when you put money in a bank, it's safe. And then we talked about how Schwab has done a great job of significantly outpacing the dollar-for-dollar reserve ratios of many other banks that are FDIC insured. I want to talk now about the idea of, let me say it this way, have a, have a great lens when you're taking a look at what's actually happening in the market. So here's what I mean by that. A lot of people don't realize that a lot of the growth that was fueled over the last 10 years in the stock market. So if you've invested in the market and you've said, okay, I've, I'm kind of a long, I'm, I'm, long, I'm a long investor, meaning I just put money in the market and I'm a long investor. When well, I are in a situation where you've probably made money over the last 10 years, or you should have, by the way, if, if you didn't make money in the last 10 years when the market was up, uh, not the last couple years per se, even though a lot of the families over at US Private Wealth actually made money in 2022, by the way. Um, just because a lot of the strategy, a lot of the off-market structure. And by the way, you know, Thomas, take a quick, let's take a quick minute here. If people have questions, wealthy families, a couple million dollars or more in assets, where do they go to learn more about how they can get information about protecting, growing, and reducing tax on their wealth? We make it simple. Just text that keyword WEALTH to 600-700. That's keyword WEALTH to 600-700. And those teams, by the way, have done a great job of helping families for over 20 years uh, in multiple states in America and in many, many ways provide a lot of value and significant tax savings, by the way, especially when people are selling companies, 
uh, and so on and so forth. But I want to talk about the idea of what's happened with the tech space. So I talked about companies making up uh, a very high percentage of the growth in the market. And you may know what I'm talking about at this stage in the game. Uh, but those companies are the FANG companies. That's Facebook, Amazon, Apple, Netflix, and Google. And I'm not talking about FANG like Halloween. You put on your outfit and you're going to go be Dracula. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about the FANG stocks, which are the ones that I just mentioned. Now, I want you to think about this for a minute. If you're in a place where you have primarily been market-centric, meaning your investments have, for the most part, been in, on the market. Now, that might be stocks, bonds, mutual funds, ETFs, uh, you know, different things like that, which, by the way, for another, another segment down the road here on this show, I'm going to talk about the importance of complete planning. Some of the things that I've learned and some of the teams and other companies we've built have learned from unpacking the Harvard and Yale endowment models and how that's allowed families to do really well, regardless of economic times. But I want to talk about market-centric portfolios. And when you look at FANG, everybody knows Facebook. Now it's Meta. Uh, Apple, Amazon. I mean, I, Amazon blew up out of nowhere, right? Netflix and then Google. Well, these companies, these five companies literally made up almost 90% on a weighted scale of all of the market growth for almost the last 10 years. Now, I want you to think about what I'm talking about, and we could actually even add Tesla into that in a lot of ways. Tesla is a little bit different, though, because Tesla is actually building a quantifiable product, something that you can go and purchase and drive and do. But if you think about Facebook and Apple, Apple's making phones, iPads, computers, but what is Facebook making? It's really just a marketplace. It's a digital interface. There's no actual product. Amazon is similar. Now, they're starting to create some of their own proprietary stuff as they have over the years. But for years and years and years, they were just a centralized buying and selling hub in a lot of ways where you could go and buy products, initially books, and now it's kind of become all kinds of things that you can purchase there. And they've made it really, really easy. And now they've gotten into the shipping and, and uh, delivery business because it just made sense. Uh, and then we take a look at we take a look at Netflix. Obviously, Netflix produces entertainment, right? No physical product, just entertainment. And then Google, obviously, another digital brand. Well, why is this so important? The reason it's so important is because when you take a look at what's happened with interest rates over the last few years, interest rates hikes, in particular, that have happened over the last year and a half or so as the Fed has continued to raise rates. Well, money for years, for the last you know, eight, 10 years almost, before the interest rate hikes, was very, very cheap, 0% almost. And what happened is, is that really fueled tech company growth in, in many, many ways. So now we're in a place where we have these companies that are literally uh, borrowing money on the cheap to have significant growth. And when they borrow money, not only are they investing into their business, but you also have executive and corporate buyback. You may not be aware of this, but before 1982, it was illegal for executives of their own company to actually buy their own stock back before 1982. And that's changed after 1982. And in the mid-teens, 
11, 12, 2011, 2012, all the way to about 2020, we saw some of the largest corporate buyback percentages in the history of the stock market. And you have to ask yourself the question, why was that? And the reason that happened is because money was cheap. And when money's cheap, if you're an executive and you can buy or borrow, let me say it this way, money, and then buy your own stock back on the cheap, it gives you the ability to, in a lot of ways, artificially push the price. Now, what's happened now is interest rates have risen and it makes that, what I just mentioned, a little less appealing. Also with the Fed reversing the jets and pulling money out of the system, these are powerful things. And that's one of the reasons, by the way, right now, as you're listening to this, you might be like, gosh, Mike, I'm hearing you. I just don't know what to do. I got an all market portfolio. I'm not sure where I should be. Thomas, do me a favor. Share with everybody where they need to go to get information. If they're a wealthier family, that's three, four million plus. Begin that deep dive into an efficient portfolio process, that trademark process. All you have to do, text keyword wealth to 600-700. That's keyword wealth to 600-700. So what does that mean for you from an investment perspective when I talk about is the market changed forever? Well, I think we got to ask ourselves uh, the question of, of some things in sediment that just stays in our, in our head. I was thinking before I did the show, do you remember the old song? It was a little old song. Uh, I was talking about, it was like, I call it the meatball song, right? And where it says, on top of spaghetti, all covered with cheese. I probably remember that, right? So you're saying, okay, Mike, I remember that song when I was little. Why does that stick into your head? Well, because it was repeated and repeated and repeated and repeated and repeated. And by the way, it rhymed. So you're listening to the meatball song. I'm actually singing, singing it from time to time in the car with my kids. Because listen, I don't want them to miss out on the opportunity to have this great lyrical content to be in their brain. They, they, they deserve the opportunity to know the meatball song says myself. So I take some time and share that with them. But what's happened is, is it's in your brain because you're in a place where you have heard it when you were young. It was repeated again and again and again and again and again. And I'd like to submit to you a thought. And this thought is around the idea that you might be financially brainwashed. Now you're like, what are you talking about, Mike? I'm not financially brainwashed. I can think by myself. I can make my own decisions. Can you? Do you? What am I talking about here? Well, for years and years, there's been several networks, primarily, that have owned the financial airwaves. There's been several networks that have owned the financial print. And you're in a place where you have taken your time in life and read and listened to those networks. Just like with the AP Press, you know, they're in a situation where they distribute media. Now, remember, I commentated nationally for CNBC, Squawk Box, Fox Business, Bloomberg, Woke for the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, Forbes, Smart Money, and others for six years. So I say this with some context. And I don't, I don't say this unapolog uh, unapologetically, and I don't say this in a way that I'm trying to be arrogant either. I'm just saying that I have some context that many of you listening to this don't have. You've never been on national media. You've never written for the Wall Street Journal. 
And I'm not talking about being on national media like some advisors claim or they have a commercial for 30 seconds that airs at three in the morning so they can say they've been on, quote unquote, CNBC. I'm talking about the fact that I have been guests, a guest on multiple shows sharing ideas. I say this because it gave me the ability to see the underside, the inside, the backside, whatever you want to call it, of the media. If you got questions about your wealth and you have several million dollars or more, what you need to do is text the word WEALTH, W-E-A-L-T-H, to 600-700. We try to make it as simple as possible, and a team member will be in touch after you text that number. We obviously don't want to take up too much of your time on the weekend, but we do want to make sure that you have the opportunity to take that deep dive into an efficient portfolio process with Mike and the team. Again, text WEALTH to 600-700. That's WEALTH to 600-700. Talk to you next segment. Welcome to the jungle. Are you ready for the financial safari that is retirement? Coach Pete DeRuta and his team at Capital Financial can guide you over the mountains and through the woods of retirement. Check out FinancialSafari.com for the latest shows and A-list guest interviews. If you have a question for Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial, go to FinancialSafari.com. Click on the Ask a Question button and your question, along with your voice, may be used in an upcoming episode of Financial Safari. Financial Safari is available on iHeartRadio, Amazon Alexa, Google Home, and Apple HomePod. Are you ready for retirement? Check out FinancialSafari.com. Welcome back into the Invest Well Show. I'm your host, Michael Wall. Hey, listen, we finished last segment talking about the fact that you probably are financially brainwashed. Now, if you wanted to punch me in the face through the, through the radio or uh, podcast or however you're listening to this, uh, hopefully you didn't hit your, your radio when I said that. I'm joking. I I really just want to kind of help you think about some things in a different way. I I tell you, you know, I really feel for the investors out there. I I really do. I know that I've founded several financial companies that can seem a little bit self-serving when I talk about things. I get that. So you just have to bear with me on that. And you have to make your own decision of who you think we are in your own mind. But I got to be honest with you. I really feel for investors because it's challenging uh, to know what to do. I mean, you just hear so many ideas. And so many thoughts. You have advisor after advisor after advisor, or, or or you know, folks that are doing shows and doing all kinds of different things, and it's it's tough to know what to do. And by the way, that's one of the reasons on the Invest Well Show I've done a three part series, um, and it's it's really been a great series. Uh, three steps to protect your wealth from a market crash. I don't believe we're out of the woods. I really don't believe we're out of the woods, folks. And when you take a look at your investments, you got to think about the fact that you've worked a long time. We literally just met with a gentleman from Wilmington, um, and he was down here. At, we had lunch at Trump and some other things, and he's worked a long time to build what he has, just not satisfied with the results that's been received. And so, you know, you got to be thinking about things differently. The, the key, I think, in a lot of ways starts with education. And so that's why we've put a lot of resources together. Uh, one is that three-part series talking about how to protect your wealth from a market crash. And uh, if you want to get that, all you need to do is text the word WEALTH to 600-700. And uh, our team, the folks over there uh, at the show can can make sure you get that. Or you can just head over to investwellshow.com and then log in and you'll have access to that segment. That's probably even easier. Investwellshow.com, log in, you'll have access and you can get that info. There's also another great show that we posted up there, which was 
talking about higher income professionals. You know, one of the things that I've done over the years with some of the other companies that I, I'm o- the owner of and the teams that, that serve and help families there is we've helped individuals, professionals, and athletes significantly save a lot of money in taxes, a lot of money, millions of dollars, millions and millions of dollars in taxes. And I just did a show also on the InvestWell show talking about um, great ways to save money in taxes if you're making a couple million dollars a year or more. But I want to talk to you if you are someone that is uh, out there right now and you're sitting with a couple million dollar portfolio and you're like, Mike, I, I hear what you're saying. I resonate with, with, with what you're saying. I've, I've been in a place where, you know, my investments have ebbed and flowed with the markets. Uh, I've been in a place where I've heard my advisor tell me, listen, we're in this for the long haul. Uh, it's going to come back. Uh, let's ride it out. Don't worry about it. All of those kinds of things that you've all heard for years and years and years. Well, now you're in a different stage of life because back in 2008, when the markets crashed, you know, listen, you're literally 15 years, one five. You're 15 years older. Don't forget that. Don't miss that. Than you were in 2008. What does that mean? It means, yeah, the market crashed in 08. And yeah, the market came back to over time even though it took many people four or five years to make money. And by the way, a great side question is how much money did you make on your money, on your investments, in the time that it took your monies to come back to where it was before you lost money? And the answer to that is zero. And that's a challenge. But you're 15 years older than you were in 2008, so you have to look at this differently. You have to. Because if you don't, you could be in a situation where Uh, You don't like what your future looks like. Now, there is no crystal ball and there is no perfection, but there is proactivity. And that's the key. So when you look at your investments right now and we look at what's happening and we look at the fact that what you're hearing, because I want to talk about what are some of the things that you can do. And then the last segment, I want you to stay tuned. We're going to talk about complete planning. What are some of the keys that wealthy families do? to really have complete planning on their wealth. But when we take a look at this idea that we can just hang in there and the markets are going to come back. And by the way, I'm not opposed to markets. And I know a lot of times you got these folks out there, insurance people, all they're doing is selling annuities, right? And I'm not suggesting annuities are good or bad. I'm I'm not suggesting that you should work uh, with an insurance company or not. I'm not suggesting that you should be in investments. I'm not suggesting you should, should be in alternatives. I'm not, I'm not suggesting you should uh, do anything. What I'm suggesting is, is you think differently and look at your investments as a CEO and start to say, okay, if I'm ebbing and flowing with the markets, what are the probability, what are the chances, what are the reasons, what are the fundamental ideas and, and, and analysis and research that causes me to feel good about the reality that the markets are going to recover and perform well over the next three, four, five, ten 10 years? Now, neither you nor I nor your advisor nor anyone on Wall Street has the answer to that question. Nobody. Nobody knows the direction the markets are going to move. So if anybody tells you that they do, they're lying. Here's what we know for sure. We can say this with confidence. The market's going to go one of three directions. (laughs) It's either going to go up, down, or sideways. We know that for sure. It's going to go one of those three ways. 
The question is, how do we navigate it? So let's go back to what we talked about with the FANG stocks last segment, talking about how they pushed a high percentage of the market on a weighted scale over the last 10 years. Well, what's happening now is money is cheap. Things are changing. There's more competition. And so overall, we're in a place where things become what's called oversaturated. It's almost like, um, you know, ARC, as an example, was a great ETF from Kathy Wood that did really, really well for years. And then she just got destroyed uh, over the last couple of years. Why? Because things got overcorrelated. They, they, they were literally in a situation where you saw a lot of money managers, a lot of portfolio managers, a lot of uh, mutual funds, a lot of other types of uh, structures be in a place where like, we love Tesla, so we're going to put Tesla in as a top 10 holding. We love Apple, so we're going to put Apple in as a top 10 holding. We love Netflix, so we're going to put Netflix in as a top 10 holding. And that's what happened with a lot of these companies. And so what happens is, is the market or in general, where monies are flowing. It's so important. When you look at investing, one of the biggest things you got to do is you got to watch where money is flowing. Thomas, where do people need to go to get more information so they can get a complete plan? Grab that smartphone, enter the number 600-700, and text the keyword WEALTH. That's WEALTH to 600-700, WEALTH to 600-700. Mike, you make my job very simple. What a great guy. But I got I to gotta be honest with you, when you take a look at what can you do now, I think the first thing that you can do right now, you may want to get a white sheet of paper and write some of these things down. If you're on the treadmill, I would suggest don't get your paper out. Do that later. Uh, if you are driving in your car, pull off to the side of the road. I guarantee you the person in front of you will appreciate the fact that you did not make notes on your notepad while you were driving your car, unless you got a Tesla and its autopilot is on. That's different. All right, so here's a few things that you can do right now. The first thing that I think you need to do, and it's crucial, regardless of where your investments are, regardless of who your advisor is, whether you have an advisor or you don't, I think the first thing you need to do right now is you need to evaluate where you are right now. You need to be honest with yourself, maybe for the first time. Let the pride go away. Who cares if you think you know what you're doing? What matters more is that you actually build your wealth, doesn't it? Doesn't it matter more that you make good financial decisions, build your wealth, save money in taxes? Doesn't it matter more to implement ideas that are going to help you get to where you want to go? Instead of having your pride in the way of you actually making changes that could significantly change and improve potentially, not only your financial future, but your legacy. So, as I heard from Vince Gill when I interviewed him years ago, loved the interview in his house in Tennessee, he said, Mike, sometimes people just need to know when to get out of your own way. And I want to challenge you with that right now. So evaluate what you're doing. Evaluate realistically how your returns have been over the last three, four, five, six, eight years. Now, remember, a lot of people don't know what they want because they don't know what's available. So if you've averaged 3% over the last five, six years, per year, a 4% or 5% or 8%, be real about the number that you've averaged and realize there might be better opportunities that exist out there. That's number one. Number two, take a real close look at what you are doing to implement advanced tax strategy, not only on your income, if you're making a lot of money annually, a million plus, 
but also on your on your wealth. And I'm not talking about just Roth conversion here, which most everybody talks about. I'm talking about advanced strategy. What are you doing or what advice are you getting to implement advanced strategy? The third thing you got to think about is what are you doing to protect yourself if the market, okay, everybody says because it makes them feel good. Well, the market's going to come back. I'll just wait for it to come back. I bought this stock. It was at $40. Now it's down to 10. I'm not going to get out until it gets back to 40. Well, there's no guarantee it'll get back to 40. Maybe it will. Maybe it won't. I don't know. You don't know. We hope it will. But what are you doing to protect your wealth in the event that the markets in the future don't perform the way you want them to perform? Three key points to pay attention to there. Connect with Mike and the team by texting keyword wealth to 600-700. That's wealth to 600-700. Very important points there, Mike. Those three things in evaluation will help you make better decisions in your financial future. We're going to talk next segment about complete planning. It's going to be a good one. Don't miss it. We'll catch you soon. A variety of advisors with fresh financial advice each and every week. You can get it all at financialpizza.com. Listen to this week's podcast or catch up on past shows. Coach Pete dishes up the first slice with some really great advice. Next up, clips of some of the best financial advisors from across the country with their timely tips and insight that will guide you through your successful path to retirement. Finish it up with Steve Siddall and brokers behaving badly, and you have the makings of one great place for some of the best financial advice around. You can also custom build your own retirement session. All for you. Dig in. It's financialpizza.com. Welcome back into the Invest Well Show. Listen, we're having a great show today. If you've missed some of this, uh, this show is going to air multiple times, but I'm going to tell you, you, you got to make sure you figure out a way to go back and catch it. Uh, if you're listening to the radio on this, uh, whether you're uh, in Myrtle Beach or Wilmington or wherever you're listening, uh, Raleigh-Durham area, a lot of great conversations this show. We talked about the idea of, is the market change forever? And some of the reasons of why the FANG stocks have pushed markets. We talked about banks. We talked about um, a variety of things. And we just finished last segment. And I just want to pick up there. We finished last segment on the idea of, um, getting your getting your pride out of the way, and I got to be honest with you, this is probably harder for guys than it is for girls or men than women. Let me just say it that way. By the way, if you're listening to this out there and you resonate with what I'm saying, if you agree with what I'm saying, this is a little side rabbit trail I ended up going down on. I apologize, but I'm telling you, we got to be in a place in life right now if we want this country to get back to where fundamentally we were and where we need to be. Maybe you completely disagree with me right now and you turn the dial off and that's fine. Or maybe you disagree and you're engaged and you're keeping it on. Good for you. But if you agree with me, what I'm telling you is you and I, not just me spreading noise through the airways, but you have to take responsibility for you and the circle and people, your family, your kids, your grandkids, people that you're serving at church, whatever it is, you got to get involved and you got to be about planting shade trees under which you'll never sit. That's how we change this country. We change this country by adding value and sharing truth and not just hoping that the media and, oh, by the way, the government, gosh, will get their act together. 
Because they probably won't. Because we've allowed them to run wild. So how do we change it? Well, it starts at home. And that's one of the reasons that I was talking about pride earlier. Because when we take a look at our investments, I'm going to tell you right now, I've been in business 20 plus years, multiple companies, done a lot of different things in life, coached about 120 advisors in the country. Um, and, and I've sat on investment councils. I've done a lot of different things. Okay. And right now the teams that are helping families, Wall Private Wealth, U.S. Private Wealth, we got a great team there, different companies helping wealthier families protect, grow, and reduce taxes on their wealth. And I got to tell you, when we connect with families, when our team connects with families, we do it in a way that we're serious. We're not wasting our time. Because we know that people have worked too long and too hard for what they have to just muddle in market noise. Now, as you're listening to this, you got to say, what do I want to What do I really want to do in my life? What do I really want to do with my wealth? Am I really okay with allowing Johnny advisor just to keep telling me it's going to come back every time the market crashes and you have crazy nervous feelings and uncertainty? Or maybe you should think, maybe you've graduated. Let me say it that way. Maybe you've graduated to the place where maybe years ago you had thousands of dollars and then you had hundreds of thousands of dollars and now you have millions of dollars and you've literally graduated to the place. Maybe you got, have had the same firm, same advisor, same philosophy. Maybe you're managing your own money because you don't know who to trust. I get that, by the way. But now you got millions of dollars and you've literally earned the right to have access to different investment structure. You may not know that. You've earned the right. Can you imagine going to college and expecting your teacher that taught you in undergrad to be the same professor that teaches you in your master's degree or your Ph.D.? It oftentimes doesn't happen. You're at another level. They need to know deeper things. And similarly with your wealth, you've probably graduated, if you got a couple million dollars or more, to a place that you now have the ability to have access to things that you did not have access to before. By the way, that's one of the reasons that the firms that sponsor the show, again, Wall Private Wealth and U.S. Private Wealth, have a $3 million minimum. And the family office division starts at $25 million. And then the pro athlete division. But a $3 million minimum is there because we know that the structure that's been put together, the trademark process, the efficient portfolio, is done in such a way that it's going to speak to what wealthy families need and are looking for. Now, obviously, those firms are not right for everybody, so you have to make sure that the fit is correct. The beautiful thing about running a great business is it affords you the ability to say no, meaning no, you may not be the right fit for those firms, and that's okay, but you might be. So if I'm challenging you right now, and this is resonating with you right now, and you're saying, gosh, I need to do something different, here's what I want to challenge you to do. Take a minute, get out your cell phone, and where you would text your wife, you'd put in your wife's name, Sally, or text your friend, you'd put in their number. Put in the number 600-700, 
And then the subject line or what you want to text, text the word wealth. Put in 600-700, text the word wealth. A team member will reach out to you and maybe open your eyes to some things you're just not aware of right now, which could significantly potentially improve and help you look at your wealth differently. Very important. So we talked about complete planning. I think this is so important. When you take a look at what a lot of wealthy families do, I'll tell you, I didn't always grow up in an area um, where there was significant wealth. You know, we're in the Palm Beach area now, a lot of money down here. Um, Go to Trump a lot. That's our main club, Trump International. Just saw uh, number 45 at lunch yesterday playing his song, which I love, talking about the national, which is really the national anthem. Uh, in support of those folks that are in jail right now. I know that's a dicey subject, but I, what, what, the reason I brought that out is because I love patriotism. Like, I think we can all agree that we have to get back together to the reality that we have to get back to patriotism in America. But what fuels this company is people making good decisions, countries, is people making good decisions with their wealth. And one of the things that I've seen as I've come down to a wealthier area, as I've learned, quite honestly, over the years as we've built the companies and worked with wealthy families, is there's things that I just was not aware of. There's professionals that I was getting advice from even in my younger years, back in the early 2000s, uh, CPAs, tax people that I was getting advice from, ideas from, that was great advice for what I needed in the moment, but as we moved into working with wealthier families over the years, a lot of the advice that they were giving, even though it was similar, was not appropriate to the families with the level of wealth that they had. So I would say a a unique thing that is a similarity to families with wealth is they, they understand the value of paying for quality advice. And when I say quality advice, I'm not talking about, you know, the advisor down the street. I'm talking about folks that really understand working with wealthy families and what their needs are and how to connect with them well and how to provide value and how to provide and and craft in a lot of ways a complete plan. And one of the things that I've found is, is they have a desire, wealthier families have had a desire, as we've seen with the other companies that we, we work with, they've seen the need for saying, we, we have to bring things together and we got to simplify our life. Because we've built a lot of things, we've got a lot of things going on, but you know, jack of all trades, master of none. We want to be intentional. Now that doesn't mean that they don't diversify, they do. But I got to tell you, a shift that I have seen over over the years for wealthy families is there is a massive interest to move money off market. Now, it's very interesting that that sentiment is actually shared uh, with, with the IPO space and the IPO crowd as well. Because what we know is literally there are uh, 40%, you may not know this, there's 40% less publicly traded companies on the stock market today than there were in 1996. 40% less publicly traded companies, stocks that are available in the market today than there were in 1996. What does that mean? That means that if you're not looking at investment structure outside of the market, you are literally missing out on a tremendous amount of opportunity that may or may not be appropriate for you that has to be vetted and understood. But there's a tremendous amount of opportunity 
that exist out there. So when you look at complete planning, from my personal perspective and through the trademark process that we've put together at the other companies and through the research and development and media commentary that I've done over the years and working with families and our, our teams working with families really, again, in those other companies, I say that all the time, by the way, because I'm wearing separate hats. The Invest Well Show is designed to share ideas that's thought-provoking, not give investment advisory advice. So you want to make sure that you connect with qualified people to make good decisions. This is just thoughts that are being promoted, just like journalism. But the idea is to say, let's take a look at all of the different things, I think, when you look at complete planning, that exists off-market. That could be insurance contracts, the big A word, the big annuities. But it also is going to include things like private equity, private debt, direct real estate. What type of real estate? Well, there's a lot of different types of real estate, from storage to data centers to mixed use, maybe middle market hotels and small markets, maybe multifamily, but not just multifamily, A, class A, maybe class B and C. How about, how about cell towers, cell phones? They're going to be around for a while. So incorporating a lot of different types of things in the portfolio way beyond and looking for opportunity way beyond just what the stock market affords. Mike, we're running up against our clock, but I just wanted to make sure that any listeners out there who may be interested, let's get started today. Text that keyword wealth to 600-700. That's keyword wealth to 600-700. Again, my challenge to you is to educate yourself. We've got a great three-part series on the Invest Wealth Show called How to Protect Your Wealth from a Market Crash. I would highly encourage you to go ahead and watch that. Go to investwellshow.com. As always, you can pick up a copy of my book, Retire Once, Retire Well on Amazon. It's a bestseller. I think that'll help you think a little bit differently. But until next time, my desire is to help you live on purpose so you can live with purpose. Be blessed. Take action. Talk to you soon. The information shared in the InvestWell Show is not investment advisory advice, and it may not be reflective of your personal situation or the needs that you have. If you have questions relating to your specific situation, please reach out to an investment advisor, tax attorney, tax coach, or CPA directly to help you with your personal situation. Any additional questions you have, please reach out to a professional to get the guidance needed.